On the 10th day of Christmas, namely nine days gave to me. Ten kings nine orphans playing, eight herbs geeking, seven twins twinning, six slimes sliding, five fruit cakes. Four time loops, three young kids, two prophetic dreams, and a refrigerated day bonus. Welcome to Namely 90s, the podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew and over there's Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com. Sorry. No worries. Or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90S. You can also watch the show on YouTube at Namely90s.com slash YouTube. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com slash Namely90s, also with a 90S, and sign up for a support level. Uh, anyway, this is the 10th episode of our 12 days of Christmas specials that we are, uh, we are recording and to introduce our guests, let's go to Brandon. Wow. Wait, I, what? You're not going to steal any, any, like anything? <laughs> not today. <laughs> okay. You must be under the weather again. Just a bit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, Dang it. Now I, I don't have anything prepared. Uh, today, uh, very happy, everyone. Uh, we get to have Rocky Powell from Wild Nights with Rocky Powell on, on yeah. our, our podcast. Uh, hi, Rocky. How are you? Hi, boys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, sure. a, it's, for, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, okay. So Wild Nights, your tagline is reliving your wildest nights one episode at a time. Um you're, I, I love like the whole idea and concept behind your show. Yeah. It's a little, little comedy and you, you're really living people's like past wildest nights, whether that's <laughs> some sort of interesting sexual encounter or heavy drinking days or uh, <laughs> it's, it's all, it's, it's just, it's so fun to, to see what, what comes up on your show. Uh, can you give our listeners a little wider explanation of, of what it is or did I still? No, you, you crushed it. No thunder stolen. Uh, we can share the thunder. Uh, I, so I started my podcast a little over a year ago. I'm a comedian in New York city. I do improv and I write and I'm an actress and, um, I really missed the camaraderie of after improv shows and comedy shows of all of us hanging out outside the theater and drinking and smoking and just being debaucherous. And (laughs) I had wanted to start a podcast for a long time, but I never knew really what I wanted to make it about. And I also, I do voiceovers and stuff. So I have a lot of recording equipment and, and I'm used to editing on my own. So I think it was the end of October of last year. I kind of just said, I miss speaking to comedians. I miss speaking to entertainers. I miss being out in the mix and I'm a party girl and I miss partying. So I came up with the concept for wild nights 
And I have, um, luckily because of Zoom, as you guys know, uh, you can have guests from all over. You don't have to, you know, before. Pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. And I think before the pandemic, people were a little more limited and didn't even think outside the box of having people virtually on. Uh, That felt like maybe more of like a newscaster thing where they would bring people in, but not a podcasting. So um, it's given me the opportunity to talk to fine gentlemen like yourself who are not in my same location. And I've gotten to interview a lot of stand-up comedians from LA. I, I started it basically uh, to have entertainers on in the, mm-hmm. you know, industry. But mm-hmm. then I really leaned into having stand-up comedians and a majority of my guests are stand-up comics. So I tell all my guests before they come on, the story can be as wild, whatever your definition of wild is, just as long as it's wild to you. So some people will come on and they'll tell a little bit more of a tame story and then we'll talk about them and their professional life. Mm. But some people come on and tell some wild, like <laughs> stereotypically wild stories. So it's been pretty great. And I've uh, really expanded my comedy network with it. And I um, always start my show. I either write a topical poem, jingle, or tell a story from my own wild night's history. Mm-hmm. And then I do a segment called the Rocky Rundown, where I basically talk about my week and I share my highest moments of the week because I am a true blue ganja goddess. I love <laughs> I love the green. And uh, so I just always share my highest moments of the week. And then we get to the guest interview. Love it. Highest moments. Uh, yeah. Rocky's highest thoughts. That's that's awesome. Uh, and uh, like, was it a couple a couple of weeks ago you did when Brittany was freed, you did like for the intro jingle you did your own version of toxic which i it's I toxic it, two toxic two was it That's two or 2.0 it. um if i, two, I might wrote two. Two. yeah toxic no, no, two. two is the it name two, yeah right uh yeah i i, I like the line Brittany is free but you're still toxic that was thank you that was great thank um, you but yeah, that like that's a brilliant idea. Andrew's always like, because we call ourselves a comedy podcast, and uh-huh. we just used air quotes for those of you that watch us. But we're not <laughs> actual comedians. We don't we no. don't get to do, um, we don't we don't have a tight five for the for the comedy club, um, <laughs> for open mic night. Uh, although yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I would I would like to do that at one point but that's i, I did improv in high school but it's yeah. probably nothing compared to what you do these days like um it, it's 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 cool to have an actual yeah comedian on our show that, <laughs> that uh could probably carry the two of us through this whole episode someone who's funny on purpose and probably reliably unlike my you know bad attempts which are usually offensive and you know <laughs> but i've listened to your show before guys you are funny like don't oh, and you. i think comedian is a broad term because i don't do stand-up comedy i love stand-up comedy i don't do stand-up comedy um i'm a little afraid even though it's, i could probably yeah. but uh it's I, terrifying, I do. Isn't it? it's terrifying um and it's hard and i have so much respect for stand-ups but comedy is a broad broad spectrum so i don't sell yourself short oh, but i would Thank say you. good improv is really excellent like yes. I know that's trouble with yes and i am bad at it i'm like no it's i don't know what are you but, saying but, i don't get it no. and i would just stop but no like uh exactly. but i remember growing up we used to watch who's line uh, oh, so all good. the time and it's just so good mm-hmm. like yeah. the quality and it that's it's so funny so i i do like I great mean, improv I, I was it's hard kid, to you know 
I was a kid in improv that was always trying to figure out how to bring it back to a joke, which is not um, not the best. <laughs> uh, that's more work for yourself. If you just like play the truth of a scene and mm-hmm. and make it about the characters in the scene and their relationship, the jokes will just come. But that's the thing. A lot of people think they have to try to be funny. And it's really when you're trying not to be funny and you're, you're more truthful. That's where the comedy comes from. Yes, uh, and I, I really had a, I had a hard time with that, just letting yeah. the scene play itself. And also that one time when Andrew, we we went up against your school. Uh, the the they had plants in their audience and made me say the word booby tassel. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, for yeah sucker i'm sure it was earned uh, well yes it was that game where you bring i think pillars it was called so you bring up audience members and have them fill in words for you and uh, i had a, a dead cat that choked on a booby tassel was where the scene <laughs> took me it was very fun uh Cats anyway, be tripping. yeah um so yeah uh i don't know i don't I have lost my train of thought. Uh, I'm just, it, you know, 15 years later, I'm still upset that that happened to me. Um, <laughs> 15 years. We were probably in high school at the same time. Did you guys graduate in 2006? Seven. Uh, seven. seven. Oh, I'm a little older. You have a cougar on the show, boys. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's, but yeah, I, I, that's the other thing. We're we're in the same age range, which is mm-hmm. nice to have people on because then you remember stuff from uh, our childhood, like yeah. growing up in the 90s. Um, yeah. Do you have any? Uh, oh, I always forget to introduce the episode that we're actually watching. Uh, we brought Rocky on because uh, we're watching Keenan and Kel today, or we watched Keenan and Kel today, a Merry Christmas Keenan episode one or sorry season one episode 10 or 11 depending on yes. which platform you look it up on um but yeah do you have any memories of christmas from the 90s or should we move just straight into keenan and kel um, well i can tell you a christmas memory that is kind of i realized was from keenan and kel but i really i want to give you credit really quick brandon because yes. you you made a good point about how Growing up around the same time, we are going to have those same memories. And I clocked in the beginning when you said, that's me. That's Amanda or uh, Ask Ashley from yeah, Amanda Vines. Yep. So uh, not, uh, not a lot of people get that. Uh, yeah, I thought you stole it, it from another noticed. podcast. No, I stole it from all that. It's from oh, all you that? Stole it. What did you steal from another podcast? Oh, it's your ending thing. My ending is what okay. everyone or no, I took that from Rewind, which is a YouTube series, a wine, wine educational edutainment YouTube series I used to do uh, or I do on and off on YouTube and then other other people use the same sign off because it's a generic sign off anyway (laughs) speaking of Brandon's little foray into well big foray into the wine edutainment edutainment wine edutainment (laughs) series Um, he also has his own his own private label of wine that he made Oh. It's very good. We've been opening up some of it recently because I realized it probably needs to be drank fairly soon. Yeah, uh, I saw that Pinot. You should probably drink it. Yeah, we did. It was really good. They loved it. But Brandon has his own wines. They're excellent. Is yes. that true? I well, so I I I'm, was an assistant winemaker. I'm currently uh, looking for a new position. Um, but yeah, I, I I I make wine out in or I made wine for like. 
four different vintages and there's currently like a hundred cases of wine sitting uh in storage somewhere waiting to be labeled and uh sold and mm. how do I, I get my hands on a bottle uh we'll we'll talk after the show yeah let's <laughs> talk after the show i'd love yeah, i'd love it's to try excellent wine. quality yeah. Yeah, I, I believe you. I, I don't feel like you're being facetious, Andrew. I feel like that's a genuine, like, it's good wine. <laughs> I no, think we don't. Good. We don't. I, we usually put it up top because it's like, it's, we don't want to drink it. We want to save it. But then now it's like, well, now we need to drink it. This is yeah, a problem. Yeah, so we've been drinking point. a lot of wine recently. Uh, <laughs> hey, bottoms up, baby. Well, if you need a hundred more cases of wine, let me know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but weird random promotion for myself aside uh you said you had a keenan kell holiday memory yeah so actually while i was watching the episode there's a part and maybe we'll get to this when we talk about it but there's a part where the family says they open one gift on christmas mm. eve and so that i i remembered one year it never happened uh before this or after this but there was one year and it had to be during the keenan and kel era because where would i get this idea from mm -hmm. i convinced my parents to let me open one gift before so uh, on christmas eve so for a long time my family and extended family we had this tradition where we would go out for this um dinner uh, at this italian restaurant near us and we would just get like a private room and my family would get super smashed. <laughs> and then the next day would be Christmas. And my parents were like drunkenly wrapping Christmas gifts and shit. So can I swear on here? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll throw um, an e-keg on it. No worries. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, but my parents were like drunkenly wrapping Christmas gifts and, um, that was like our life for a long time every year. And so one year I convinced my parents to let me open a gift and they went upstairs like they were going to bed i think the gifts this was like the one year the gifts were already wrapped in under the tree which is is rare because my mom still likes to keep the illusion of santa alive oh. and uh i so they, i had one gift in my hand they let me pick one they all went up to bed and they told me you cannot open it until 10 30. Okay. So I'm watching the clock. I'm watching the clock. It's like 848 or something. And I'm just, and I little by little, no one's supervising me. I could have just opened this gift and gone to bed, but I little by little start ripping the paper, ripping the paper every couple minutes. And before 1030, the gift is open and it was a handheld Jeopardy. Ooh. Now I'm a wheel of fortune girl. So okay. I was yeah. disappointed. And I remember thinking, man, this tradition, this new tradition sucks. And I didn't ask for a handheld jeopardy. And I was just ungrateful and disappointed, but oh. I think I got the idea from Keenan and Cal. That's awesome. Uh, that, that actually just triggered a memory for myself as well. Uh, there was a one year uh, when I was told, oh, you should open one present first and or before. I think it was around the same time. I, I think I also tried to yeah. steal it from Keenan and Kel. And uh, it, I think it was, let's see, is the timelines right? It was either for I opened either a Nintendo 64 or a GameCube, but the I, since you could only open one, the games were wrapped separately. <laughs> and I was just like, Smart. Oh, cool. I have a, I have a console that I can't play for another 24 hours or 12 right. hours ish just sitting in front of me. Um, cause I, I got greedy and wanted a, wanted an early Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. Yep. Egg on my face. Um, Egg on his face. But we were talking before we started, uh, Keenan and Kel is such a, a, 
amazing show and um like a part of growing up that like one of i forgot how much i loved the show until i watched it um rocky you were saying something similar um, yeah what what is everyone's history with keenan and kel uh, i guess we should we should start with our guest um, I, uh, we also were talking a little bit before the show about all that. I loved all that. Mm-hmm. And that's where Keenan and Kel, they were cast members of that show, which was, if anybody doesn't know, all that was a, basically an, a Nickelodeon's version of children's sketch comedy, like SNL. Right. And it was a half hour every week. Um, and then, so Keenan and Kel got their own show. I just watched every episode. I remember loving it. I think I had a crush on Kel, if I'm remembering correctly, because um, I kind of was like, man, Kel aged real nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I really remember. Um, was it Snick? They were on Snick? Snick, yes. The Saturday Night Nick. Saturday Night uh, Nickelodeon. The, the Was it the Orange Couch or was it? The, the orange purple, couch. purple graphics, no. orange couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a, even in the Keenan and Cal intro, they have the orange couch. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah it, I just I just remember loving it. And then having the pleasure of rewatching it for your show, <laughs> I was actually laughing out loud. And that was season one. Yeah. Season one, halfway through the first season. Um, yeah. Andrew, did you watch Keenan and Cal? You know, I do believe that we did. I I don't remember it that well because I didn't. I definitely didn't watch it uh, regularly, but I'm obviously very well aware of it. Um, uh, I definitely also watched every episode. Wow. Um, it it because all that was amazing at the time because as kids it's like oh it's SNL but it's for us and mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's kind of fun. Yeah, uh, they they were weird and zany and uh, like this came from that era of Nickelodeon where I call it the golden era um, where they were like still catering to or they were catering. They weren't how do I say this. They were ca- catering to kids, but they weren't pandering to kids. It was yeah. they weren't talking down to kids. They weren't like doing stuff that adults thought kids should be watching. It was like children's <laughs> programming for children to preteens i guess Mm. um and it was it was the best i think it was the best version of nick over the over the eras um but for those of our listeners that don't know keenan and kel is an american sitcom created by kim bass base sure the uh it aired on nickelodeon from 96 to 2000 set in chicago uh it follows keenan rockmore (laughs) played by keenan thompson and his optimistic but dim-witted best friend, <laughs> Kill Kimball, uh, played by Kel Mitchell, who go on a number of misadventures. Uh, if Keenan Thompson is ringing a bell and you don't know why, he's the cast member from SNL that's been on for a very, very long time at this point. Um, and uh, Kel Mitchell, I think, was on some Nickelodeon show recently again. Um, let's see. Also, they're the, the guys from Good Burger. Yeah, uh, which was an all that sketch. It was. And oh, okay. Just like, just like when uh, you know SNL was making movies during the '90s, like Night at the Roxbury, um, Ladies Man, stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. All that got to make their own movie as well into Good Burger. Um, the show features King's family. Roger, Cheryl, and younger sister Kyra, who has a giant, uh, is it Kira? Kyra. 
Um, has a giant crush on Kel. Um, what else? Uh, basically, they just they're high school students that go on various misadventures, uh, which re- occurs as a result of Keenan scheming and <laughs> Kel being, uh, you know, foiling it on accident due to his aloofness. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I so Andrew. Do you remember when we were in Vegas? Uh, Kayla's going to hate me for bringing this up, but uh, you, you and your wife got in a, a small, small argument in Susie Palace. <laughs> uh, we bring this up every once in a while. Small. Uh, and uh, you, your wife may have stormed off into the 114 degree heat uh, outside of the air conditioned lobby of Susie that. Palace. Yep. Yes. And then you gave me a look and then went after her. <laughs> And then I was calling after you guys, uh, guys, can't we just argue in here? It's, it's 114 <laughs> degrees outside guys. I do remember that. And then, uh, then to, to no one but myself and everyone walking around me, I did, ah, here it goes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a reference to what Kel always said. Uh, in, okay. I yep. will be honest. I didn't really catch that. Well, you, you, you were a bit more occupied trying to, uh, you know, the yes. storm out into priorities were elsewhere it was so exactly. hot i mean oh. i was whereas like, i was let's just go making, to vegas in july this should be great yes uh so that's that's my my story about well clearly i like taking things from all that and kenny and kel with my clearly that's me and uh here it goes just it just gets ingrained in in your memory um but yeah, so I think it aired for 65 episodes. Wow. Um, I thought I wrote it down. Uh, four seasons, 65 episodes, and it ended with a movie special, um, which I kind of vaguely remember. But Yeah, that's not ringing a bell. Yeah, but what we did do is we all watched Merry Christmas, Keenan, uh, which is... It opens with... So, uh, Andrew watched the rip, uh, from daily motion, which is mirrored, uh, and but kind I, of like zoomed in, but VLC will let you re- unmirror it. Oh, perfect. Ooh. That's good. Did that. So it helped, uh, but it's also kind of like zoomed in. So the, you can only see their mouths half the time. And I played it at fast speed because I watched Listen. it literally just before this. Mm-hmm. And it was even more obnoxious than it would have been at regular speed. Uh, so I don't think the the rip didn't have the, the intro either, which is, I think we should talk about because the, 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 okay. the titles, the title the music, uh, the intro is done by Coolio. Um, and Rocky may have mentioned before the episode started that she remembers the lyrics verbatim. I know every single word, uh, in my core. And I told Brandon before you got on, Andrew, that I woke up one morning in 2015. Literally, like, do you remember the game Don't Wake Daddy if we're doing nostalgia? Oh, yeah. Sure. I woke up like Don't Wake Daddy and I go, I know all the words to Keenan and Kel. <laughs> I don't know why that you, popped in my head, but I do know it. You just shot straight up in, in your bed and, yeah. and said that aloud. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and I'm sure my ex-boyfriend was like, oh, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and well, I mean, I, that's 
how cool is that that coolio did the because he like this was around the time that gangsters paradise was like top of the charts and yeah. he comes in and does the the intro for this kid show yeah uh, um which also uh, um all that is another theme song that's like stuck in my head from from this era and that was done by tlc i believe it was yeah so it's like it's it's amazing how all of these like kid shows got brought in like just immense talent and like acts that were at, at the height of their um careers to to just come in and do a kids show uh, oh, kind of song. like that pokemon reboot album they're doing right now where like <laughs> like for some reason post malone is covering a hootie and the blowfish song for pokemon it just makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> But, well, maybe it's probably it, may, it might be a good movie then maybe because you have to think it's a testament to the quality of the shows that such huge artists at that time would put their name behind it. Right. Or just the, like, I think an extra level of care that uh, these these shows are for. I mean, they're for kids, but it's it's like. People actually believe in, in what it is, I guess. Yeah, um, because. I mean, watching this episode, it wasn't like an episode of, I want to say iCarly is a thing. Um, <laughs> no, might have been it, a little like, too old for that. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's not an episode of, uh, whatever the current bad kids television is. That, yeah. That's just like nothing happens for 20 minutes and then there's a slight conflict and then everyone learns a lesson, some, some light conflicts toward the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, like this actually had some heart to it with, um, I, I guess we should just get into it. Merry Christmas. Keenan. Uh, it, it was it. So each, each episode of Keenan and Kel starts with, uh, Keenan and Kel coming out on stage, um, to, to talk to the audience before it starts. Um, which I have something to say about that. Yes. I want to start really like I have something to say about this uh, passionately. There is a when Dave Chappelle does his comeback back. Uh, this was a few years ago when he did his first Netflix show or special. He mm -hmm. said, you know, I had to I had to watch Key and Peele do my show <laughs> is one of the lines he says. And because Key and Peele come out and talk to the audience. Dave Chappelle first came out and talked to the audience, oh, yeah. but let's not forget Dave Chappelle. Yes. Keenan and Kel came out and talked to the audience first. So I just want to put that out there and I want to put it in the streets because I loved, um, I loved Chappelle's show when it was mm. on the air, but I will say I loved Keenan and Kel first. Yeah. Also at this point, you can't do anything original anymore. So stop trying hard. to pretend that you, you know what I mean? Like it's hard it's, to, mm. yeah, it's hard to be an original. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to speak for Andrew, but we'll back you. We'll back you on that, Rocky. Oh, yeah. uh, I think I mean, my timeline works out where uh, Keenan Kel was before Chappelle's show. Yeah, Chappelle was at this point. He was still. Uh, this was pre "You've Got Mail," so uh, he he wasn't in that yet. He was in Nettie uh, Professor. Probably he was the was comedian. He oh, wow. Yes, he was. He was. Uh, Reggie, the comedian that heckles uh, Eddie Murphy. Huh. He, has, he has a good, he had a good run in the early 90s before he got his own show. Yeah, the teeth and everything. He's like, talk about Reggie. Do you well, remember that? I, 
I have not seen The Nutty Professor in two decades, but that I do remember that scene. Yes. Wait, um, he was the comedian that that and then he comes back as the hot guy and he roasts Dave Chappelle and slams his head in the I might have seen Nutty Professor once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching it a few times. Uh, it was always on TV. And but um wasn't he also in like a stoner comedy from the nineties that everyone or no, that was the two thousand. Yes. No, was, he was. He uh he was um It'll come to me probably before the end of the episode, yeah, but he it's, was it's escaping me. I want to say Norm Macdonald was in it. I keep wanting to say Airheads, but it wasn't Airhead. Uh-uh. Half baked. Half baked. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was another one. Um, ah, here it goes. Is what my notes say. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but like, uh, Kel Kel kept like bringing in Christmas gags, and Keenan got a one horse. Was, is it one horse open sleigh? I've never really understood. Yeah. Is is the sleigh open? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I okay. guess it's not I, a covered I'm not sleigh. A, I'm not a I'm not a horse person, <laughs> um, personally. But yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's framed like they come out talk to the audience, and then it goes into the the episode where Kel's hanging cans of orange soda on the Christmas tree. Which who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda. Is it true? Mm-hmm. Do I do I do? Uh, that was <laughs> Keenan and Kel's classic orange soda, or that was just Kel's classic bit for. Uh, he would do it to himself, mm-hmm. and he now has type two diabetes. <laughs> just saying, he's he's one foot down. <clears throat> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's the, the orange soda. I think that's why I, I loved orange soda as a kid because I watched Keenan and Kel. Yeah. And there was actual good orange soda. Uh, Fanta, Fanta's not, not it. And, uh, yeah. Right. Like classic orange soda. I mean, the fruit the, flavored the sodas min- were good. The minute main yeah. orange soda was where it was at for me. I'm just saying, uh, I, I don't know if anyone remembers that. Like there, there's like four different soda fountain, uh, orange sodas back back in the day that was that was the one for me um i noted that kel is like a kimmy kimmy gibbler and or steve urkel type uh for for this family Um, yeah sort of generally disliked but like they keep leaving the door unlocked (laughs) lock your door which 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 is like again a family living in chicago and they just have their front and back door uh unlocked uh at any time not good for the statistics Right. And I, <laughs> like, that's the, th- I think the third or fourth episode uh, this year of uh, people living in Chicago <laughs> with their doors unlocked. My other uh, question is why is Chicago like the place that shows are set in the nineties? It's, or no, like, I guess there's an entire line it's of just CBS like, shows. And really all it is, is like shows Chicago that are Fire. shot in California with establishing shots of Chicago yeah. Well, that's but, because all the all the Calif- the shows set in California have establishing shots uh, shot in California and then are shot in Vancouver, BC. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I feel like probably show, and this is just I've never thought about it, but I on first assumption I would think that a lot of shows are shot or framed in Chicago because it's a nice middle ground between New York and LA. Sure. So it's still a big city, but you don't have to associate with a coast. It's kind of like the middleman. It's the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's that is that. a good point. Yeah. Uh, 
blew my mind there. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, or speaking of where this was shot, Andrew, uh, I read that the first two seasons of the show were shot at Universal Studios Orlando, where uh-huh. Nickelodeon had like their own studio that you could just walk through uh, on a tour during the day. Um, and then the second two seasons were shot on a closed stage in Georgia. Oh. Georgia, the entertainment capital of the United States. It seems to be uh, the East Coast. It's where you go for the uh, on the East Coast to shoot. Um, but yeah, so where were we? Yeah, a lot of things shoot in Georgia. Walking Dead shoots in Georgia. They do oh, a lot no of kidding. movies. Yeah, Tyler Perry's entire. I, I don't want to be wrong about this, but I think Tyler Perry's entire movie studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. guess that. Yeah, oh. if you ever look, when you watch something, if you watch it to the end, look for the little Georgia peach. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. For some reason, when someone says Georgia, I don't think of Atlanta. I just think of mm-hmm. like oh, some sort of swampy area. Yeah. But then I forget there's like a large, a massive city there too. Yeah. I think I think what it was is the 90s, uh, Universal Studios in Orlando tried to um, become like a filming location, but then... Florida kept taxing them and then Georgia was like, oh, you should just move everything over here. Um, because, uh, yeah, as Rocky said, all those places are, or all those things are filmed in Georgia. Um, I think Archer, like their animation studios in Georgia. Cause, yeah. um, but yeah, if, if you're on the East coast and you're not in New York, you're shooting in Georgia most likely. Oh, okay. Good to know. Um, Kel does a Pratt fall and uh, a Christmas tree topper falls on Keenan's dad's head and sticks. That was interesting. <laughs> uh, I think it was at this point I realized this is the mountain bike episode. I, I like it triggered something in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember Keenan and there was a mountain bike and something happened. Uh, and something happened. Well, I remember <laughs> him trying to buy it and uh, I, I should have realized it was a Christmas episode. Being that he was trying to buy it and there was people. I, what I didn't understand was like, Kel's like, if you spend all of your money on the bike, you won't have enough uh, money for presents for everyone else. And it was like, I thought that would be like a, the crux of the episode that he, he buys the bike and then doesn't have any presents for everyone else. Man, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Next, next scene. There was, uh, Keenan was at work and, uh, the old lady was picking, uh, buying the stuff and offered to sing him Christmas carols. Uh, I feel like if I was in, if I worked in like a retail store and someone offered to sing me Christmas carols, I'd be like, yeah, that's a hard pass. Thanks though. So that's kind of what uh, Keenan does in this situation. Yeah, you're like, please just keep it moving. <clears throat> Unless, you know, you're trying to get a laugh or like make a story out of it later. That is also a hard no for me. I mean, it's an old lady that seems to be halfway senile because she started doing the 12 days of Christmas and he was able to just be like, day 12, day 12. <laughs> oh, now I feel bad. It follows, a, follows a common theme in these yeah. episodes we've watched, which is people randomly bursting into song. Like these episodes, they end and they're all like it, they're sitting around the, the fire and then some lady comes from like the kitchen and just starts singing a Christmas <laughs> carol. Like if my mom did that, I would be like, what the what? what like, the- it would just be so odd. That doesn't happen. What are you putting in that eggnog lady? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and I, I like that. Um, so this was obviously making fun of that. And yet at the end of the episode, they circle back to singing uh, at the at the end. Um, but the let's see, uh, Kel singing in the alley when Keenan's on his break with the old lady <laughs> in the store. That got me. Um, the uh, and then there's this whole subplot where uh, Chris, the store owner, found a, a dancing Santa in the back alley, and it somehow like judo chops him and uh <laughs> wrestles him to the ground uh, as keenan's uh, out doing his own business and working at a different place as i was kind of half watching at the time but effectively it's like an attacking robot santa right yes okay but it's yeah, plugged it into was, the wall <laughs> it was not an appealing looking santa either it looked like <laughs> You know, it looked like a divorcee who's like, or like a divorce guy who was just like, all right, I guess I'm, I guess I'm doing this now. Just down on his luck. It was, I was such thinking, a weird thing. This did the Santa. I was thinking, kill it with fire. It was <laughs> like, well, so I, w- I was assuming it wasn't actually like a robot and it was just like, there was a, he just found a uh, homeless man dressed as Santa in the alley and didn't realize it. Uh, because uh, obviously that, that was like an actor pretending to be oh, a, totally. a, a fake Santa. Yeah. Yeah. And they added uh, the sound effects later. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's see. So Keenan goes and worships his mountain bike, uh, puts down a hundred dollar deposit. Um, the salesman, is, the bike salesman is the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. I Agreed. Concur. Agreed. Uh, at one point he says, what does he say? Moochie. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea what that means. The both Keaton and Keller are like Moochie. Does he say I'll be back in a Moochie? Uh, uh, that's what it was. Yes, I'll be back in a Moochie. And then what I forgot that, that Keenan and Kel use I guess it meant like second or a moment, but I forgot that they when they didn't understand a word, they would do that Moochie. They would say the word like that. Oh uh, yeah. That was that was some good stuff. Uh and then <laughs> He also says hasta la Yeah. And El Manio. El Manio. Yes. That was uh, cringy. Very cringy. Um, I think he also said no show or show show. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, Keenan or sorry. Kel introduces us to the tuba phone as seen on TV. Um, who doesn't want a tuba phone for, for Christmas? It's a tuba, but it's also a phone. <laughs> like having to reach into the, t- into the tuba to pull out the cord. This is like phone. a red receiver with a cord. I was like, I don't yeah, it didn't even match <laughs> for, yeah, a bright blue tuba and a red phone for all of you younger listeners out there. A phone had cords back in the nineties because yeah. they had to be plugged into a wall or a tuba or a tuba. Or yeah. a tuba. <laughs> Apparently, kids are asking nowadays why we say "hang up the phone." Uh, yeah, I just, I just saw saw that. Um, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it too. Especially if the phone was mounted you, on the you, wall. Did you repost that on on Twitter? Because I, I may have saw that from you. I think I saw it. On, I didn't repost it, but I saw it on a meme that kids are like, "Why do you say hang up the phone?" And it's just like, uh. yeah, and it's again, it's so much less satisfying. It used to be like, well, I'm not talking to you either, and now you're just like. Yeah. <laughs> hard tap. <laughs> yeah. Half the time you can't it, even hang it up. And the, the first hard tap doesn't even register and you're like, mm-hmm. it just wakes no. the phone up. No. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so then we get to see some terrible child acting as, as uh, 
like some southern kid like sits super hard on Santa's uh, lap and uh, requests a, a fighter jet for Christmas and then punches the Santa uh, as one into, does into submission like the, the Santa is knocked out cold um, <laughs> not how you get a fighter jet no uh, I, th- I think that puts you on uh, both the uh, FBI watch list and Santa's naughty list when, yeah. <laughs> when that happens. Uh, he also, uh, he also, someone calls him San T Claus. I don't remember who I just wrote that down in my notes. I thought Santa that was Claus. weird too. They're like Santa Claus. Yeah. Like they were in uh, nightmare before Christmas. That's what it is. I was, that's like, what it sounded like. So yeah, something was coming. I was like, what is that from? Thank you. For, uh, uh, someone understands the reference. <laughs> but I was, it was weird to call him Santa Claus. Uh, and also, I have in quotes, that's my jolly fat man. I don't know why, <laughs> why that was said. Uh, but yes, uh, Keenan got $100 to be Santa Claus for a few hours. Or as I wrote in my notes, uh, Santa Callus. Uh, <laughs> Santa Callus. Uh, and then Kel is his little elf helper, which uh, made me LOL. I actually <laughs> laughed out loud when he's like, and I'm his little elf. <laughs> I laughed out loud for sure. Um, uh, does, does Kel also get a hundred dollars or is he just doing that for fun? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Um, so Keenan Santa went, went pretty well. Uh, there was, there was a, <laughs> There's a little girl from who didn't speak English from Fishlockia, and uh, <laughs> that part made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Uh, the, the made up, uh, probably some sort of Nordic language, Scandinavian, Scandinavian. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and Kel or Keenan just happened to know uh, Fishlockian because <laughs> uh, the little girl wouldn't have believed if he didn't speak. Fishlockia. Convenient time to know Fishlockian. Was was that a running gag in the show, or did he just <laughs> that? Did that just come out of nowhere? Is my I don't question. know. We'd have to it's a beautiful watch. language. I, I loved mm. the like. I I tried to 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 write one down. He said Ugin Lugin Schlugin, <laughs> <laughs> and then Kel just jims the camera, uh, like office style. Yeah, he's like <laughs> deadpan. Uh, and finally we get to the, the part that moves the plot forward, um, a a boy and his little sister, uh, he asks for her, his little sister to get a bike because it got stolen and the mom can't afford to buy her a new one. And we get the, ah, moment of the episode. Once again, if they would lock their door. That's a good point. I think their doors were locked, but the their window windows was, weren't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a young Zach Morris. The wait, oh, because he, he looked like really, yeah. I was going like yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure he, <laughs> Zach Morris was grown up at that point. No, he uh, was, but he looked. He reminded me of Zach Morris. That's fair. We, they could have used him in his flashback scenes yes. if they needed to. Um, and yeah, the so let's see. Santa, uh, oh, uh, the the mom's just like comes up afterwards and is like, oh, I can't afford to give them a bike. And Keenan's like, what are you? Uh, well, but I told them she's gonna get her bike, and she's like, I'll just tell them Santa got lost or something. And 
Like at that moment, I'm like, damn, this 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 episode took a heavy turn. I wasn't yeah, expecting it really that. Did. I, I just wanted orange soda and ah, <laughs> here it goes. And we got this lion mom. I lie like I always do. Yeah. Yeah, it was like she should have been just standing there disheveled, smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> staring off in the distance. I know she looked like Mary Tyler Moore. No one believes you, lady. <laughs> no, she she looked she looked uh, affluent enough to have Yeah, I, I hate to go by appearances, but I was like these are the richest people I've ever seen. Like the richest poor people you've ever seen. Right? Why can they not afford a bike? Yeah. And I also have a problem with that too, because I don't know about you. If your parents took you to see Santa when you were younger, but I remember that used to be expensive. Like that mm. was expensive in the early two thousands. And like, I, it was, thir- I think it was like $35 plus another 15 or 20 per kid. Oh, and then wow. you got to pay for the picture afterwards. It's like 90s I'm like, expensive. Yeah. 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 I'm like, honey, you need to not be taking your kids to see Santa. This is not where your money needs to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't remember how much it cost. I don't remember the pricing because I was just lost in the magic of seeing Santa. But uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, the, the photos were expensive and. Uh, after a while, there wasn't just like some random dude sitting at the, in the department store for you just to go up to. It was all about the. It was all about the money. Yeah, classic Santa. Uh, um, so, uh, Keenan goes back to get his bike, but sees a little girl with her bike, and then, like, clearly he's decided to give a bike to that little girl. But how is he? The other thing is, how does he find he he? he dresses up as Santa again and he finds these, this family's house to break into. Um, also, uh, just black man breaking and entering on Christmas in Chicago. Um, that in any other situation that would, and I just feel like if you're like, no, I'm just here to deliver them a present. They'd be like, yeah, right. Scumbag. How did she, how did he find the address? That was my same question. That was my same question. And then I was like, Keenan, Keenan, what are you doing? Ring the bell. He's committing a series of crimes to like stalk this family and then break into their home. Make an arrangement with the mom. Don't break in the window. This is not the move. Yeah, if you found their address, you most likely found their phone number as well. He put the bike outside the door. <laughs> Where it should have been stolen. My question is, like, why did he have to bring a knife? No, wait, hold on. That didn't happen. <laughs> well, how did he get the window open? Uh, oh, my God. Keenan. Yeah, it was. I, I, I also, he had to dress up as Santa to do a B&E for, uh, like, did he? Isn't he having to rent the Santa suit each time? Like, isn't he wasting his money, like well, renting the Santa suit? I think he stole the second it. time. I think he stole it from the department store. Oh, good. I, I, like to think, I, I like to think he borrowed it borrowed from the department it. store, yes. but but still, Keenan, what is going yeah. on? Uh, or bought it from the department store. And how late were they? How early were they asleep? Because he still did it and had time. To go back to his house where it was nine thirty. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, wow, we went to bed at seven. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, or what? I mean, that was that should have been on Christmas Eve, right? The kids weren't just like yeah. Santa. What are you doing here three days early? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I was paying attention to this episode I, more than me, and I took notes too. <laughs> I almost took notes. How funny is that? Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and uh, this is 
yet again, child actors are terrible. Um, Always. Just general rule. Uh, let's see. He got Katie the bike in the other presents and also got her brother Daniel a bike. Uh, heartwarming. And then, like you said, made it back to the house for uh, Christmas Eve at 930. And the the guy that owns the, the bodega, Chris. Yeah, Chris, that Keenan works for, was there for some reason. Yeah. Everyone invites their boss who has a mother at home on Christmas Eve to, to come over. Right. Yeah. Right. A mother. <laughs> yeah. She only eats mashed potatoes, apparently. Yeah. Because she doesn't have any teeth anymore. Easier for her. Um, and then we get to the to the thing we talked about before. Everyone got to open one present before or on Christmas Eve. And Kel got Keenan. Anyone remember? Oh, he Kel got Keenan boxers that they looked like they light up. They had hot dogs on them, but he said they were heated boxers. Battery powered. Battery, battery powered. Okay, oh, because yes. my question was, what is the function that the electricity is providing in those? But, like, I didn't because I didn't watch it that closely. He could like, only see their eyes, so he didn't yeah. get to see them. It, 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 it was yeah, yeah it, was, it was lower out of. But frame. I'm like, what is the battery powering? Yeah, are they heated? Are they are they ventilated? The, what other functions the, could they have? They're I, supposed I to keep your nethers warm. I think at one point that uh, might have been said. And Kel gets his, of course, tuba phone from Keenan. Yep. Uh, which tubas are expensive, so I would assume that a tuba yeah. phone that that was probably more than a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, it looked expensive. And then uh, uh, Kyra just wants Kel for Christmas. Who can blame her? I feel like she really overacted the first part of that, though. It was like, oh, geez. She always, <laughs> she kind of always does that, though. That's that's the running joke. Um, and then uh, after after the the non, um, I don't remember the last names. Thompson, T- or no, that's his actual last name. The non Rockmore's leave. Rockmore. Uh, his parents and sister are like, Kel told us what you did. <laughs> another part where I just laughed out loud. It's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud too. That was funny. That was a good, that was a good one. Keenan um, is iconic. He is, he, he, he Very, knew yeah. how to, to run a scene uh, or mm-hmm. to steal a scene. Um, yeah. Uh, and they told, they told him they were proud of him. Oh, another, aww. Aww. and then where I assumed they were going to buy him the bike as, as a Christmas gift. Uh, no, what happens, but the real Santa, uh, <laughs> leaves Keenan a bike and I did not see that one coming. Well, actually that was the Santa from the mall. <laughs> he was returning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But that's like mall Santas just keep showing up at people's house. Yo, buddy, you gotta stop showing up at people's houses. Oh, with with the uh, the meager hundred dollar a day salary, <laughs> but it's kind of like I think it almost sent the wrong message. Like if you're a selfish ass and at the last minute like grow a conscience, then someone will give you stuff. Like that just doesn't seem Santa will give you stuff. <laughs> yeah. Someone will find your address, break into your house, and give you exactly what you want. Just make sure you leave your front and back doors unlocked as well as all windows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and but, that's Christmas magic, boys. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, as always, they close out the show by going back to the stage. 
yeah, Chappelle, uh, Keenan, Keenan killed it at first as Rocky said. Um, and I was like, Oh God, they're going to sing, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, which they close out with we wish you a Merry Christmas and then Keenan remembers a scheme because it's going to be New Year's soon and ah here it goes ah there it went we're all we're all doing the hand throw Um, so good yeah uh, my favorite part of that one was we're not done with this year yet Uh, Kel screams after him and then you get the holiday graphic which is a staple of 90s Christmas uh, um, episodes yeah happy holidays happy was it like the postcard happy holidays one that was that was ABC where it was the greeting card Uh, like opens (laughs) Uh, they obviously didn't have the the budget for that at Nickelodeon yeah just just they were too busy hiring Coolio and TLC yeah yeah. Which kids is the better spend of money, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Kids, kids don't care about a, a folding graphic greeting card. They, they, they would rather have Coolio and TLC. Yeah, and that's the truth. But you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> that's reading Rainbow. Um, let's see. Any final thoughts on the episode? From let's start with Rocky, I guess. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, Of course, we did point out some of the issues with the episode, but when you're watching a children's show and a sitcom, sometimes you do have to suspend disbelief. Mm. I give it it a nine out of 10 and only because it was only 22 minutes long. I could have done with, I could have done with more Keenan and Kel. Oh yeah. Uh, Andrew? Um. I don't know. I, I feel like I wasn't really in the right frame of mind to watch it. You were kind of like, rushing through. Kind of talked was your out, TV. had a headache, like just not. I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, I don't think I'm going to go back and watch this program. I, you know, I just don't know that I would. I have so much other stuff like movies That's and fair. TV to catch up on. I'm not sure this one's going to hit the list, but uh, it was fun. It was fun. So you always say something like, uh, I, at the end of the day, I always, I feel a good having watched these episodes and for the first time in a long time for watching these Christmas episodes this one actually feels like wow I I actually do appreciate having gone back and I feel better for watching this episode um I think part of the reason I feel better for watching them is because it's like an act of self-discipline like I really didn't want to watch this but I watched the whole thing and I, now I'm going to tell you why I hate it I thought it was <laughs> because that's who I am I thought it was I thought you always said it because to me, my interpretation of that was because it it was better than I thought it would be. Um, no, 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 God, no. Oh, good. Like I somehow good. just feel accomplished that I was able to get through some <laughs> such bad television. I'm glad I get to rewrite all of that in my brain. And I'm you're welcome. I made the I made the correct choice in picking episodes that you would hate. Um, but for me, it, like it, it felt so good going back to to Keenan and Kel, just because uh, like I have not seen a, a single episode of this in two decades, probably. Agreed. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's just a it, to watch the intro with Coolio. Like I, I played that a few times. I, I went back and watched the all that intro a few times. Uh, just like. To, to feel like television was being made for me. Like that was a good nostalgic feel. 
Um, at and we group. looked forward to it. Like I looked forward to Snick every Saturday. And, and they really programmed us to 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 love television and understand. Great. What, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But, jo- they did their job. But like, I mean, in the long run, it 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 made me like like shows in the future that that, that are well written and uh, like not the big bang theory like yeah oh it, gosh it's 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 shows that are made for people that that appreciate uh, i don't i don't know what i'm actually saying here but <laughs> keenan and kel uh you should have said kel and keenan kel and keenan yes <laughs> Uh, that's that's the the reboot that's coming. No, after. that's in the theme song. Keenan and Kelly should have oh. said Kelly Keenan. The Coolio. See, don't, I don't you know anything? I don't. No, remember, I did not remember the lyrics as as well as Rocky did. And <laughs> suddenly in 2015. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that's it for this holiday edition of Namely 90s. Uh, thank you to Rocky Powell of Wild yes. Nights with Rocky Powell for coming on. Can you let our listeners know where to find you? Absolutely. And thank you for having me on, fellas. This oh. was really fun. And it was great to rewatch uh, Keenan and Kel. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. So it was an absolute pleasure to rewatch it. Uh, and you can follow me at Wild Nights with Rocky on Instagram and TikTok. If you're on Twitter, I'm at Wild Nights pod and i drop episodes every monday at noon eastern standard time but my season finale will be this monday at uh december 13th that's my last episode until january but if you are just learning about wild nights with rocky just start from the beginning and start listening or listen anywhere because uh they don't necessarily need to go in order. They're inter- it's an interview, comedy interview podcast. So um I love I'd love to hear your thoughts if you listen and um check out the show if you can. Yeah, please do check yeah, that out. Definitely. Uh and you could find us on Twitter and Instagram at namely90s with 90s or find our personal accounts at bschwitty and at namelyandrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash namely90s also with a 90s. And finally, you can contact us through our website, namely90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Ah, here it goes. Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart, uh, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon. That's Andrew. Thank you one final time to Rocky Powell of Wild Nights with Rocky Powell and tune in tomorrow for the penultimate episode of our 2021 12 Days of Christmas specials. We'll catch you next time. tomorrow, I guess, would be the thing.